Hello, and welcome to Getting It Done, a podcast about music, education, and life lessons. I'm your host, Tim Rausenberger, and today is Wednesday, January 17th, 2018. This is episode 210, Urban, Suburban, and Rural Students. What's the difference? I have the greatest kids in the world. My kids are the absolute best. I've never worked in a school district where the students have been so amazing. The students make my day so incredible. My students try so hard every day. I love the fact that my students come into school with an open mind all the time. The kids in this school are so much better than my previous school. Have you ever heard any of those sayings? Have you ever seen someone post anything comparable to that online or speak to you about it in person or say it to you as a colleague in your own district? So the question is, what's the difference between students in different districts? Why are students better in certain situations than others? More importantly, where are the best students in the world? Are they in urban communities, suburban, rural, or other? Which one is it? What's the statistic that's going to tell us exactly what the answer is? Are we going to be able to find that bar graph, that pie graph, that percentage that's going to tell us that X percent of students in this particular setting, in this particular city, in this particular school, in this particular socioeconomic situation are better than these other students. I refer you to a podcast episode I did a ways back that I believe the topic or the, the, the title of the episode was All Kids Are Awesome. That's where I refer you to if you need a side-by-side comparison, if you need percentages, if you need something to prove to someone else, if you need further information about who's awesome and who's not. Because the reality of the situation is that I've been teaching for over 20 years. I have taught in numerous suburban communities. I have taught in rural communities. 
and I've taught in urban communities. And I can tell you, it doesn't matter where you teach, kids are fantastic everywhere you go. It doesn't matter where you teach. The situation becomes quote-unquote awesome depending on you and only on you. Let me explain what I mean by this. I worked in a school that was, for lack of a better word, if there is no other word, the word is toxic. And everything about the school was toxic except for the students. And even Unfortunately, on some level, that was even toxic because the students were affected in ways by the teaching they were receiving by uh, some of the other instructors in the school, the administration, and the parents. But it was a toxic situation. We had students who were fearful of many of the teachers in the school. Teachers who knew that administration was very, very passive and uninvolved with idle threats and a lack of consequences. Yet, I had no problems in my classroom. I really didn't. The ground rules were set. I established my firm expectations in terms of respect which is what all of my classes are built upon, is making sure to respect yourself and respect those around you and to respect the environment. And that's something I've stood by my entire career. It hasn't mattered where I've taught. If you, in your domain, and that means your own classroom, If you set your own expectations, it quite frankly is not going to matter a heck of a lot what's going on anywhere else. And any of the problems that you're having most likely are because of you, not because of others. I find that so many people are so quick to blame the students. It's all the students' fault. Students come into my class and they're all rowdy. Students come in and their hormones are in a, in a rage. Students come in and they're disrespectful and they're using profanities and they don't listen to me at all. Well, you know what? That's probably because of you. And a change needs to occur within you as the instructor, you as the role model, you as the teacher. I had a rural situation once which actually was one of the toughest group of kids I ever taught. Not the urban students, the rural students, happened to be the toughest group of kids. Now, to be fair, I've also taught in rural, rural situations. <laughs> tough, tough word to say, rural. Uh, I've taught in some rural situations where the kids have been just angels. They've been amazing. <laughs> But the children in this particular school were, uh, they were tough. 
and they had very, very difficult lives. And I just had to come down with tough love in that particular setting. They had to know that I meant business, that I took everything that I did seriously, but I wasn't mean and I did care about them. And that I was going to be there for them, but I needed respect in return. And it was a process and it took time and it didn't happen overnight and it's not going to happen overnight. A teacher who believes that your actions in one class are going to change everything, you are so delusional. You are on another planet. There's no quick fix when it comes to teaching children. There's no quick fix when it comes to raising a child. Things don't happen just once. It's a process. It takes time. And in every situation where I've taught, every situation, children need to understand and adapt just like you as an instructor need to understand and adapt and you get an understanding. Of course the way that I'm teaching in these different schools has been different. Of course it has to be. In an urban setting, I can tell you that children regularly use profanity. They just do. They don't use it towards me. They don't use it towards each other and when they do they get called out on it but if they use it I don't write them up I don't start giving detentions unfortunately this is a byproduct of their upbringing and I can't fault them for that I'm not going to penalize them for that if this is something that they're hearing on a regular basis on the streets on a regular basis in their homes that's ridiculous. But I do emphasize to them that I really don't want to hear those four-letter words. I do emphasize them. There are certain words under no circumstances that I ever want to hear in the classroom. And we've talked about those. And they've respected those wishes of mine. But there's no one-size-fits-all. And the notion that one group of students in any socioeconomic situation is better than another is pure hogwash. It's nonsense. It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I'm so happy that there are people who believe that their children are the best, that they have amazing kids in their class, but you must understand, and you have to trust me on this, that they're actually wonderful everywhere. And it's what suits you. You might be someone who really doesn't want to teach in an urban situation. And I understand and respect that. Or a suburban situation or a rural situation. Me personally, I have connected best with children in an urban situation. That is by far where I have found my calling. That is by far where I found that I connect the best with children, where my teaching abilities and what I can bring to the table and my style definitely work the best with that particular socioeconomic situation. Could I be successful in a rural situation? Of course. 
Have I been in suburban situations that have been fabulous? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, almost my entire career I've taught in suburban situations. For me personally, though, and for what works best for my situation and what I prefer, absolutely, without a doubt, for me, it's an urban situation. I'd be happy to discuss with anyone, anyone who has any questions as to what, what it is and why it is that I prefer that situation. Sure, I'd be happy to talk about it, but to, again, assume that your situation is better than anyone else's, that your situation is such where the children are better than other places, I completely, totally disagree. Your environment is absolutely controllable. It might not be as great a situation as some others, but you have the ability to inspire. You have the ability to change lives. It's what you do in your own situation that's going to determine the outcome. So where am I ultimately going with this? If you're in a situation in a school where the environment around you outside of the children is such that's toxic it's such that's unenjoyable, and you say to yourself, I can't leave because of the children, I implore you to consider finding a new position. Find a new job. Find a place where your skill set's going to be appreciated. Find where you're going to be respected as a human being. Because I can assure you, over the course of my 20 plus years, I've absolutely worked for people and I've worked in situations where what I've brought to the table has not been appreciated for what it is. And when you're in that type of situation, it's not fun. It's not enjoyable. When you're being taken advantage of uh, on an everyday basis, whether it's by administrators, whether it's by colleagues, that's there's no fun involved in that. And to sit there and say, well, I can't leave because my students are incredible and that's why I have to stay. Well, you're now putting children above your own needs. And this is actually a situation as a teacher, you need to be a little bit selfish. You actually do need to understand that there's another group of students that's out there and you in a professional way, of course, would never say to the children in your current situation, I'm leaving because of, you would never say something like that, but I would like to believe and I hope that the students would eventually understand that a major reason you're leaving is because you're not happy with everything else that's going on. And if they don't understand that and they can't figure that out, that's just the way that it is. But don't stay in a situation, and that goes for anyone in any job anywhere. Do not stay in a situation where you're being abused, where you are being disrespected, where what you're bringing to the table, your skill set is either not being maximized and more importantly, not being appreciated. And when that's happening, you need to get out and you need to move into a different situation. 
There's no price tag on happiness. There never has been and there never will be. And yes, if it means a cut in salary, and I have been there before, then that's what you need to do. It will all eventually work out. Your health and well-being is the number one thing because the reality of the situation, folks, is you can't be the best teacher you can possibly be in the classroom if your own health and well-being are not in peak form. I hope this has been a helpful episode to everyone out there. Please share, uh, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud. And uh, as always, I sincerely appreciate your support and I'll catch you at the next episode.